0: That's right, Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasinocom No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Blog Talk Radio Om Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the most high Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the most high Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence I sense your presence And I am the light Within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes the circle whole Near standing light Waiting for some sacred sign, but to find the balance is the purpose of this time. To restore the balance of the universal mind. And in the presence of my Lord of Light and Love, everything I see is aspiring to be free. And when I call to thee, and come on bending knee, surrender to the all-pervading light and love, reflections of the one surrounding me with love. And I sense your presence. I sense your presence. I sense your presence. I sense your presence within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north and south, I sense your presence without and within, below and above, yeah. yeah East, west, north and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. My Lord of light and love Everything I find in tune with the
2: divine
1: And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind I am the light Within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes a circle whole And when I call to thee you Come on, bend in me Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one Surrounding me with love. For to find the balance is the purpose of this time. To restore the balance of the universal mind. I I sense your presence. I sense your presence. I sense your presence. I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy Way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy Way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the most high Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy angel of the most high Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence I sense your presence
3: and thank you for joining me here on Code Connection. My name is Jessie Ann Nichols-George, and I'm your host today. The music you were listening to here at the beginning of the show is called I Sense Your Presence. It's by Shem Shai. And I just want to extend a big welcome to everybody, whether you are joining us for the very first time because you said, hey, this looks like a really cool show and a really cool guest that you're having today, or whether you've listened in before and you said, Oh, my gosh, they're doing some really awesome things here, and, and these topics are amazing and what they're talking about. This is just what I was looking for, and you've come back to see what we're doing this week. So it's always exciting to have people here from both sides of that spectrum. And we do stream live, by the way, in three additional places, which is Talk Stream StreamFinder, and PEN, also known as Pair Encounters Network. And I welcome everybody listening through those channels as well. And during this show, what I do is I look at living a more compassionate life by aligning with your personal life code. And many times what I do is I split now between having guests on the show and doing my own shows and topics. But the having guests on, I think, is really important because it gives you a chance to learn what other people are doing, um, what their work is about, and what might be an option for your code energy as well. I also highlight different musical artists along the way, and usually I do that with the turning points of the year, be it the equinoxes and the solstices and times around that time frame in there, and I've had some amazing guests along the way, and I have some amazing ones coming up this year, so you'll want to stay tuned, including a guy who plays PVC pipes. And um, that's, a, that's a really interesting guest that you're going to want to stay tuned for. So some real indie musicians, you might say, on the show. And there's also going to be a variety of different topics, tools, and resources and thoughts that are going to be shared here uh, that allow for your personal exploration, universal insights, and expanding your perception of how life works. Now, in my own work, what I do is I interpret a person's life codes to allow them to live a life filled with compassion. I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, and that's something that you can always catch where other people have interviewed me in uh, archived shows. And actually, way back at the very beginning, before I actually started doing my own show, um, Kevin Baird did an interview with me, and we ran it on that, so that's something you can tap into. Also, I've authored four books. The um, I have two out on relationships, You, Me, Life, Dreams, and Its Companion Workbook, and my first two books, Activating Compassion and Its Companion Workbook. And then I'm also a collaborator on a fifth book called Embraced by the Divine, the Emerging Women's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. And in addition, I've created the True North Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, and fundraising events. So watch for some events. Actually, I'm getting ready to uh, put some, some things together around the summer solstice time frame. I'll be out near the California area, so somewhere between Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and <laughs> and uh, the Los Angeles region, I will have something going on probably around the solstice time frame. And I may have something going on in Long Beach itself, California, while I'm there. And uh, who knows what else I'll throw in coming and going along the way. So watch out for those. And also watch for me to return to the East Coast later in the fall time frame as well. Now, you can also follow events uh, to register for. You can check out all the work that I have going on through my website, dot onecom And just a reminder, if you enjoy the show today, which I know you're going to, so make certain you share it with people. Because it's a simple share, you could be changing somebody's life, and this is definitely one of those shows I think you could do that with because our guest today is going to have some really great information that just might be exactly what somebody is looking for. And you don't oftentimes know until you just click the share button on it and, and let other people have a chance to come in and listen to it. And what they can do is listen in the archives at their convenience using the same link that you used to come into our live show today which is really great, and that's that's great, too, because sometimes I find my live listeners like to go back and listen in the archives as well and catch the information again or catch pieces of the show. Also, all of our Main Street Universe shows are available as a podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and my shows can also be found on my YouTube channel. So lots of options depending on what somebody's preference is. It does take me up to two weeks to get Shows uh, put up on YouTube, so I do say be a little patient if you're waiting for that particular version of it. Now, those that have listened in before, know that I like to delve into a book called The 72 Names of God, Technology for the Soul. It's by Yehuda Burke, who is a Kabbalah master. And I love Yehuda's insights because he puts them in that everyday language, which applies in our everyday lives. So he takes that bigger, complex topic and then brings it into a more tangible realm, we might say, in this. So this week, our name for God that we have is, the common name is Revealing the Dark Side. And I love this The page every week <laughs> and get one that comes up. And it always seems to play in to whatever we're talking about. So it'll be interesting to see if, if my guest has any, um, thing to say or, or anything triggers or, or clicks for her in regards to this. But revealing the dark side is the common name of God. And the, the initial message he gives is the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world he didn't exist. And this is a quote by Kaiser Soze in The Usual Suspect. And he goes on to say, Did you ever wonder why seemingly bad things happen to good people? Now the insight that Yehuda provides on this is, Our purpose in life is to find the light that was hidden at the moment of creation. That purpose can be fulfilled only if we identify the actual hiding spot, which is all our negative traits, each and every last one of them. We can come into this world blessed with a nature that's 99.9% positive, but there can still be one microscopic negative trait buried somewhere inside. If we ignore it, life gently knocks us on the head. If we still ignore it and wonder why me, the knock becomes harder. So what are good people like us supposed to do? When sunlight shines through a set of window blinds, thousands of dust particles are visible in the shots of light. But until the sunlight arrived, we couldn't detect the dirt and the dust swirling in the air. The light of this name works in the same way. When we allow the spiritual light to shine in our lives, it reveals any self-centered qualities that still taint our nature. Activate this name when you find yourself asking, what did I do? And the meditation that Yehuda goes on to give is light shines, you recognize the negative forces still active within yourself. Your reactive impulses, are no longer a mystery. With the power of this name, they're history. So again, we have the common name, which is Revealing the Dark Side, and the formal name, which is Yud Chet Yud Chet And this does get posted, by the way, on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website. So that way you get a chance to go back and reflect on it all throughout the week and... Uh, you know, and have that to do. So I love to do that because I like to go back and reflect on things after I've heard them and I'm sitting with them and working with them for a little period of time. So let's grab a little thought here um, that leads into our topic today. And this will just kind of get our minds thinking in the the direction of, of where we're going today. Have we really forgotten more than we've learned? And have you ever really pondered where we came from and what is next? And have you had an opportunity to peek on the other side of the veil? I know these can be some really big questions. Most of the people I know or come across have at least wondered, if not given some serious thoughts to these questions. And it seems to me that most people at some point in their life have at least a curiosity of what else there is for us. After all, just take a look at most conversations. Somewhere in the wide array of tools and discussion threads, there hold some aspects of these questions. How to connect with the soul self, living in divine presence, past life regression, seeds, out-of-body experiences, and so on. It seems as if most have some sort of conceived idea of what happens when we leave this existence. Yet it can be hard to say for certain if we really do know. Now, Claire Candy Hugh is one person that has helping people to see behind the veil of forgetfulness and helping them remember what is beyond the third-dimensional human experience. She has had a variety of experiences in her life and has created her own personal experiences through a walk-in to remember and not get lost in the human experience. Like Candy, I have walked through many dimensions had out-of-body experiences, connected with guides and angels, and received experiences that lie behind the veils of forgetfulness. And it seems that more and more these days, people are working on awakening and wanting to remember. They're sensing that there's something more that we know here than what we know here on earth. And for me, there is so much more. And perhaps part of it, not remembering it, all, anyways, for most people, is that it can be truly overwhelming for the human in a 3D world. We get so busy trying to process it all that we can go down some major rabbit holes and get lost in all the twists and turns as we explore the insights and the vast amount of knowledge out there. And in some ways, I would say that the veils of forgetfulness are to help keep us from being overwhelmed. They are also about choice. And choosing the divine. However, perhaps even more so, they are about remembering, being still, staying connected no matter what the distractions are, being loved regardless of circumstances or what comes our way. And ask a thousand people about this, and you are likely to have a thousand different opinions. When it comes down to it, none are right or wrong simply experiences which each of us has, our own unique one, even though it interrelates to those of many others. Now, when was the last time you took the time to look behind the veil? When was the last time you really connected with yourself? And when was the last time you let go of the distractions of the third-dimensional world to experience divine presence and remember what you forgot, when entering this realm. Yeah, that's a lot to think about, isn't it? (laughs) But it's a great area that we're delving into, and this is going to be an exciting show. Now, I do have one more thing before we go on break and bring our guests on, and that is to share with you the code energy for this week. And, And those that have listened in before know that I love to do this. It's our little tidbit that is where the natural energy flow is, what the codes, are sharing with us um, that is happening or where the energy current is flowing for the week. And this, too, is also, by the way, on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website. And the code energy for this week is about allowing yourself to stand in and receive success, recognition, and to embrace the unfolding of your efforts to put things in motion in your life. This is a time of being confident in who you are, loving and comfortable with what you are, being in the world. Even if you are not where you want to be fully, you can still love who you are. And the happier you are with who you are as a person, regardless of your circumstances or the work that you are still getting through, the easier and brighter your path becomes. And this is a time to radiate the divine light that you are to shine brightly in your piece of the divine that you gift this world with. I'm going to take a short break, and when I return, I will have with me Claire Candy Hugh, and she will be sharing her work called One True Home Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness. And we're actually going to even delve a little bit more than just that today, too, because she's got another piece of work coming out as well right now that we're going to be very excited to hear about. And the song I have for you during our break, actually, I have two songs today because they're really short songs, and that is Here We Are and then also Corridors of My Mind. They're both by Claire Hadeen, and you can check out more of Claire's work. She's doing some incredible things in the world uh, with not only her music but other things involving nature and all sorts of great things she's involved in. You can check out everything she's doing through her website at www.clairehedin.com, and that's dot com. We'll be back in just a few minutes. listening to Code Connection, and my name is Jessie Ann Nichols-George, and I'm your hostess today. Oh, <laughs> little tongue twisted there. You were just listening to a couple of songs by Claire Hadeen, and the first one was Here We Are, and the second one was called Corridors of My Mind. And, again, you can check out more of Claire's work if you'd like to do so. At www.clairehedin.com. That's dot N.com. And I'm in deep appreciation for her letting me use her music on the show and, and sharing that with you. Today I have with me Claire Candy Hugh. She's a writer, author, international radio show host, inspirational speaker, angel practitioner, reiki master, and teacher. Healing practitioner and founder of Angel Healing House. www.angelhealinghouse.com is where you can learn more about that. She marries the spiritual knowledge with practical ways, helping others to reconnect to their divine nature. Claire Candy established a spiritual community of light in Queensland, Australia, and she is known for her extraordinary ability to channel messages from the angelic realm. Candy has authored Angels of Faith and One True Home Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness and I'm going to let her share with you the other book that she has coming out actually just next month so it's very exciting that we're going to get to hear a little about that as well on today's show. She created and hosts Angel House Healing, I'm sorry, Angel Healing House Radio. And that's at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash angel hyphen healing hyphen house. And uh, she does that every week on Tuesdays, by the way, in the morning. So, um, and, and if you miss the live version of her radio show, by the way, you can always also catch that um, through the same links on her archives or catch the archives through the same link. Candy was also featured, by the way, in a documentary TV series. The children of the rainbow. And you can catch up with that. It's at www.im, as in Mary, D, as in dog, B, as in boy.com forward slash title, forward slash T, as in toy, T, as in toy, three (laughs) zero one zero two eight two, forward slash. (laughs) And I've got that all in there. So uh, again, her key website is angelhousehealing.com, and you can learn all about. These various things right there, and I'm going to open up her mic and welcome Candy. Well, I'm going to get your mic opened up here, promise. And we're going to welcome her to the show here on Code Connection if her mic will allow me to get opened up. It's always fun here on Blob Talk, we never quite know
2: <laughs> what
4: we're going to get into. There we go. Welcome, Candy. It's so great to have you on the show. Thank you very much, and, uh, and welcome from Angel Healing House, uh, and all the my angelic family, the Classy of Angels, we're very excited to be back once again in an honor, and uh, we're looking forward to this time together with you, Jess. And it's a pleasure, and I should mention that
3: I had you on the show before, and you were talking about Twin Flames, and- Correct. Um, and that was an exciting show. So if anybody has missed that, it actually was about a year ago um, that we had that show and and conversation that had you here. Um, and so people can always catch that
4: in the archive as well. Ooh, mm, yeah, yeah. I was I was <laughs> speaking about my uh, my personal experience having drawn my twin flame to myself. they very rare on the planet. Lots of people speak about twin flames. But I drew my own twin flame, my beloved uh, husband, Pete, to myself 12 and a half years ago. And we've been on our twin flame mission ever since.
3: What a beautiful journey. And, you know, you have this this beautiful spectrum of healing things and working with the angels um, with you. I would love for people to understand a little bit more about your journey, uh, particularly with this work that we're talking about today, um, right, and taking a look, you know, taking a look at that of, of what one true home is and your journey into to this piece of work.
4: Right. Well, the uh, the book One True Home is based on uh, the true um, incarnations of my five most important past lives. Um, uh, one was as a princess in Egypt, the other was as a healer in 14th century Scotland. I was a courtesan in Venice, Italy. Um, the other one was as a captured young um, African-American girl taken to be a slave in the tobacco fields of Fredericksburg, um, and then as a member of the Native American Lakota tribe. And the reason they were important, Jesse, is because I I drew um, sometimes horrific contrast to myself in order for me to grow the most. And um, and then once I finished one of those incarnations, then I crossed back over the veil. Um, I went through the transition process, um, you know, the life's review, standing with the Athera Council to review my life. And then I spent time in the afterlife doing those things that I love doing And then I chose to come back. Um, Nobody is forced to come back uh, to have a human life, but I chose to come back to grow spiritually, and and I chose different incarnations. And then the art goes from the physical life back across the veil, reviewing the life. And then when, when I chose the next life, I built on what I either learned or I didn't learn in the former life and through this process of these five lives i uh became enlightened and i stepped into becoming an angel um and to be as a spiritual teacher uh, uh, as a spiritual teacher in service to the divine and so that's where one true home ends um and uh, most readers have been absolutely in awe when they read this remarkable book because uh, the book was channeled, um, and they while they read it, they feel as if they are on the journey with Ariel, uh, who becomes Angel Ariel, and they start to remember, because it's written with the angelic codes of life, they start to remember their own journey. I've had people say they, they've got about 20 or 30 pages into the book, and suddenly... They, they eyes well up with tears, and they start to remember. They start to remember their own divine, eternal nature, and that they have done this before. and uh, And it's been a remarkable year ever since bringing this book out, and the emails and the comments that I've heard of people that it's helped helped them to awaken. And this led me to the sequel of the book, which is called I Am an Angelic Walk-in. So it's it's been a pretty exciting year bringing this book out.
3: I I would say definitely it has been. And I think that, yes, that memory, that memory of there being something more than this dimension, something more than what we've been living for many years, Mm
2: -hmm. is
3: is just an amazing experience. And, And most people, I think, have a sense that maybe they've been around, but it sounds so foreign to them. I know myself, I've had a lot of past lives. I've lived in a lot of different incarnations and different settings and countries and places and positions and things like that as well. And I've been very fortunate to have a strong connection with the other side and to have a lot of memories and things too. Um, But not everybody is like that. So... um, you know, when you start to talk about one true home, I mean, I would imagine, too, because I had a little peek from somebody who read your book (laughs) earlier Mm. before the show. Um, They they also implied it helping them with the passing of somebody in their life. Absolutely. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so share with us a little bit more about that, because I think there are a lot of people that are wondering, that are sitting back going, gosh, I wish my angels would talk with me, and I wish, <laughs> I, wish I knew more about what happened or what is beyond this world, because for most people, I would say this world is very – there's so many distortions and so much disorientation for them. That they just are lost, in really, what is true anymore?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, what is true is our fingerprints. What is true is what we believe in our hearts, and not has. And we've seen very clearly that what we have been told externally uh, through health and through politics and through government and through so many, so much of, uh, throughout the ages has been to keep us. As consumers, or in fear and control, and for other people's agendas, then we start to go within and we start to listen to that small seed that God has planted inside of us with our which is our intuition, you know which gives us shocks and shivers when something is truth for us, and we listen to that, and we allow time to connect to that. Then and only then can we be clear to follow what I um, call the word of God through the angels and then our life flows with ease and grace. And most times, Jesse, it goes against logic. It goes against rational thinking. And it goes against our linear thoughts because we have broken free from the Piscean Age, which was up until a few years ago, I do, therefore I am. It was, it was the thousands of years of reason and logic and finding medical um, and scientific uh, research as to why something is. And with breaking through into the fifth dimension, the age of Aquarius, um, we, under, we now understand that just by being, we drop down to our heart, to our imagination, to our visualization, and it is we, not external circumstances, that are creating our realities. And once you live like this, it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary what you can manifest and how your life flows with ease and grace. Um, So um, as I've um, shown my clients for the last 12 years, once you get in contact with that divine eternal nature, Things really do, do start to open up. I'd also like to address what you said about people not knowing their um, their past lives, and they would like to con- you know they would like to connect with the angels. What the posse of angels had to say about that is the angels are always speaking to you. It is you that is not listening. Most people are not living in the present moment. Most people are either regurgitating the past and blame and and finding fault and hanging on to anger, sadness, bitterness, resentment, regret, um, or they're worrying and stressing about the future. And the future is only determined by what we put our focus on in the present moment. And so it's a constant carousel that people are on, and then they keep le- pleading and begging and crying for the angels to give them signs when they're not clear enough to listen to them. So I, I've i often said to people, um, the five tenets which Angel Healing House um, is based on um, is one, taking responsibility for your life. And that's taking accountability for everything. Um, even the contrast that has happened, because our best lessons come in contrast. We learn the most from them. Um, Then there's no blame, and the second comes in, which is forgiveness. Uh, We forgive others, not for them, to lift the burden of forgiveness off of our soul, which gives us untold peace and untold happiness. And the third is not have any judgment at all, because judge ye not that ye be judged yourself. Um, And then we free ourselves from walking our own journey and allowing others to walk theirs. Number four is gratitude and appreciation for our blessings, for no matter what has happened. And the fifth is unconditional love. And when you're clear enough to hold those in your heart, then you're clear enough to let go of everything else that is clouding um, you or other people from, from hearing and perceiving what the angels are sending us in signs and messages. So it's really about being clear enough because the angels are always, always, always speaking with us.
3: I I thoroughly agree with you, and that that is always my thing. It's like they don't ever shut down. They're constantly <laughs> giving us the information. So if we feel like they're not speaking, it's because we're just not getting it. You know, we're not receiving it. Um, they're sending and sending and sending constantly. We're just not receiving them
2: <laughs> when
3: we get it. And you mentioned a big point, which was we create our reality. And I'll tell you, that's a big one that people tend to, by nature, on this earth, fight and resist and, you know, don't want to admit because we're so used to- blaming things outside of ourselves. We don't want to, we we oftentimes maybe just don't even understand how we've created what we've created, but when we're willing to step into that acceptance and the things you're talking about, I can attest to because I have been slammed face to face so hard <laughs> in the last year with various things and, and having to sit down and sit in that acceptance and go, yes, I created this. I could forever and a day blame people in my life for the choices they made and, you know, what put me, um, you know, what led up to to various things. But the bottom line was I made a certain choice, and my choices mm-hmm. put me where I am. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and, and, I, and my choices came based because of what somebody else was doing, but they're not to blame all the same. I made that choice. And getting to that acceptance is yeah. you working in, you know, and realizing I've created
4: this, and I can create mm. something else. Yeah, the only way that we can go on to create something else is accept that we are such powerful manifestors. For instance, I know now that I manifested my abusive ex to myself for twenty six years, in order because he shut me down he was he was controlling, he was abusive, he was arrogant, he made me he made it so awful for me that I found my voice, that I spoke up for myself, that I became independent, that I became empowered, that I honored myself, and now, when I look back. I thank him and I see him as I manifested that to myself. So I have a lot I have a lot of clients that say, um, oh, I've read every book on manifesting and I am no good at manifesting. And I said, what? I said, you manifested your abusive husband to yourself. You manifested your, you know, controlling parents. You manifested, you know, your daughter who doesn't speak to you for years. You manifested all these things because of the negativity inside of you. And like attracts like. I said, in order to go on to understand how powerful you are, you must change. Turn the mirror back on yourself. Change those vibrational frequencies inside of you to love, forgiveness, acceptance, non-judgment, and and those energies will then. You're not doing it to 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 change anybody else because. We cannot change or control anybody else outside of us, but we certainly then can bless them on their journey, and then we make ourselves a priority and honor ourselves, and don't allow ourselves to um, the three energies inside of us to then revert back into negativity or blame or resentment. And then, our, and it's amazing, Jesse. How many clients over my last twelve years have come to see me? The the light bulb has gone off, and I say, as a result of this session, you're going to start to notice in a short amount of time that your reality is going to change. And they said, you know, they often call me a short time later and then said, I cannot believe what you said and how it came to pass because I'm no longer putting energy into those anger, sadness, bitterness, resentment, regret, judgment, defensiveness, criticism, blame, whatever that is. And then because they are clear inside and positive and honoring, their reality starts to change. We are all extraordinary manifestors. Each and every one of us has been given this as a gift from God, and we are pure potential and can change our lives in any moment.
3: And, you know, and and so much of what we deem as negative and horrific, and even though we can still say, yes, that was a very hard thing to go through or whatever, those are terms we've oftentimes attached here on the physical earth because if we're looking at it
2: tr-
3: strictly from a divine or spiritual perspective, those things aren't
4: horrific because they're getting us to this amazing place. Yeah. Absolutely, because you know, I had free will when I was on the other side, and um, and I chose, I chose a couple of absolutely horrific lives. I mean, I was I, well. I, it's going to be a spoiler alert if you do read the book. But as a as a, um, a healer in the 14th century Scotland, I was burnt at the stake by the church because I was empowering my some village where I was and the people of the village didn't need to go to the church anymore because they were empowered. And a church without followers is a church without tithing and uh, and a and a church without, you know, uh having people in fear. And um and, and the church organized uh, you know, and indicted me for something I didn't do and ha- and then um incited me to be run to the state. I also chose Chose to be um, a child, a 12 year old girl in Africa who was captured and taken across the horrific Middle Passage to the plantations in Fredericksburg, Virginia, the tobacco plantations, to be uh, worked and abused as a, as a slave. And why, you know, when we're on the other side, we see it as a game. It doesn't hold the same weight as it does when we come back to the physical fields of matter. To, to third dimension, which was it was very much third dimension before, you know, 2003, 2005, something like that, you know, a lot of the world has, has caught up in, in consciousness, but, um, you know, it's just amazing, um, and when we're on the other side, we do see it as a game, and we see it as, you know, providing us great contrast in order to um, ascend and enlighten and to be able to to be and have that clear awareness inside of us
3: i I find this is such an amazing process, and what you're sharing with people is so very important we We oftentimes try to complicate these things so much, and in many ways they're much simpler um as you're sharing there tend to be these repeating patterns lifetimes through lifetimes, years happens to be abuse um, uh you know I have my own my own aspects Ooh. that I've repeated uh, of being maybe without real love in a lot of my lifetime um, you know willing to be alone to sacrifice for healing work or various things like that uh along the way and and going through it and being taken advantage of and you know various various aspects along the way. So we do tend to repeat these patterns, I think. But the the foundational principles that you're talking about, I can speak particularly over the last few months where I've been residing in Sioux Falls. You mentioned Lakota is one of your um, connections, and we have a high Lakota uh, energy here. And and I've loved some of that energy. (laughs) You know, it's been very... Very wonderfully safe place to be in a lot of ways, and you know I've just dropped so many resistances and frustrations and fears in a lot of ways here that were remnants from my past, Um, and I've just opened to say, you know what? I'm just going to stand in in this light and just going to stand with love in my heart, and that's what I'm going to do. And whatever you're showing me that I don't like. I'm going to turn it around, <laughs> and I'm going to figure out how I'm doing that in my own life, you know, and what I need to shift. And it's been such an amazing process that even even when times get really tough, because as you know, I was traveling. I've been living out of a vehicle for the last year and a half, I guess it's been. Mm. And, um, you know, do, during that time making this journey all over the U.S., And I continued to choose to live in the vehicle when I came here and didn't know how long I was going to be landed. (laughs) Ended up being landed through winter where we hit minus 30, minus 40 degrees. But because I threw away the standard program that said, you're suffering because of this, um, and I just held that love, what I saw was I saw people come around and they started gifting me with places to stay, like I had. I just yeah. finished having a stay in a hotel, you know, that was like a little mini suite. <laughs> and so
4: I know and what it's, you're it's, saying. And, uh, I was, mm, and it's because okay, this is a perfect example, Jesse. It had yeah. nothing to do. It had nothing to do with the energy of money and what we normally think of. You let go of expectations. You let go of attachment on how you think the how and the when of life working out, which quite frankly, everybody who's listening, is not our providence. The how and when of life working out to be the most miraculous, synchronistic, and magic, magical it could be is the providence of God and the angels. And so when you release suffering When you release resistance, then then the angels can work their magic, their limitless, boundless, endless possibilities to bring you the fulfillment of your desires. And it is we that constantly stop ourselves from the fulfillment of our desires because we are so hell-bent on how it should come in, ought to, has to, most people will tell me they can't do something because they don't have the money. And I, I go, eh, wrong. You know, it's, well, money has nothing to do with it because your abundance comes from God. Um, I, I often say in my angel healing house uh, practice that God has promised us three things. One is that we are more cherished, adored, guided, protected, and always accompanied by our angelic help. Number two is that abundance is our nature because we're pure potential, we can manifest and change our lives at the drop of a thought, a word, a feeling in our heart, and everything happens in divine timing. And so those three things are so important to remember. And being a child of God, abundance is our nature. We're protected and looked after. All we need to do is follow the signs and then miracles appear before us.
3: Everything you, you're saying is so true to the experiences I've been having. It, it's just hit on such an amazing level, and I'll tell you, there's days that there were nights I lie down in that vehicle, and I thought, it's minus 40 degrees outside, oh, <laughs> and, you know. I'm not talking a comfy camper that you plug in and can have heat going, you know, type of thing. And I just totally surrendered to this may or may not be my time, and that's okay. And to let go, as you say, the attachment, to let go of the preconceived ideas. And I'll tell you this, that as people started to find out, and I stood up, and I felt a strength after that that I can't even completely describe, but I'll tell you, I felt unbeatably powerful. And all of a sudden, it opened, and as you are saying and trying to share with people, I had people step forward without me saying a thing and step Mm. forward and said, you are going to have this. We are going to do this for you. And they started dropping. And I'm a person that's done my journey, as you know, without money. When I left home um, and I left a 2,400-square-foot home in southern Utah when I started out a year and a half ago, I had $200 in my pocket. So
1: yeah. I have
3: built everything without a budget, without marketing costs and things like that. So, yes, yeah. money is not an excuse. And no, and we found that wealth, that no. you're saying, and people just step forward, and it's still just pouring in, and it just keeps pouring in more and more and more.
4: Yeah. What you've allowed yourself to do, Jesse, you allowed yourself to be humble. And we cannot receive unless we are humble. Most people... You know, want to want you know they they want to give and they they ask for things, but their hearts are not open to receive and to be humble enough to receive. And when we see ourselves as that as those children of of that divine father source, whatever you want to call that, then we know that we are made in that reflection, and that. That is the giver, and that we are the receiver. But may I add, may I say as well? And there are so many spiritual lessons in One True Home behind the veil of forgetfulness that I channeled and, and brought out last year. Uh, because it, you know, it tells that it uh, tells us that we are in a co-creative dance with the universe. You know, that we live in a gracious universe. The universe desires and wishes what we wish for ourselves. And so why wouldn't you wish comfort, and why wouldn't you wish yourself the best? I'm not saying that we won't have our challenges because we learn our best lessons in contrast, but it, it doesn't have to come in with hardship and adversity. Um, it doesn't have to come in. I asked a long time ago, I, uh, 12 years ago when I had my angelic walking experience, I said, hey, God, I no longer, after a 26-year abusive marriage and, and then a, and an almost equally deceitful, destructive con man that I, that I partnered with that stole a lot of my money. I said, hey, God, I no longer want to learn my lessons in hardship. I want to learn my lessons in joy. And I will show you that I will be the reflection of that. And my life from that moment 12 years ago has been an absolute joy. Yes, I've had my challenges, but they're not problems. i bless the contrast and I see it as a way for me to triumph over something. And now I ask, with my recollection of being across the veil, see when when people and I'm getting shocks all over the place. When people stand before the Afero Council, these wise sage group of of individuals, of these beings, they don't they they don't take you know, great um happiness in how much money they had or the the real thing. The thing they will speak most about is the is the challenges and the struggles they had and the triumph, the way they triumphed over it and they, and the regrets that they didn't try something. Or they you know, I always thought that I would write a book but I, I never allowed myself the time and and you know, I regret that. And so it's the regrets we have that we never tried it's not whether we passed or failed or whether we succeeded at anything. It's whether we tried. I never went to a writing course. I never went to a university to learn how to write. Never. And yet I opened myself to be a channel for the divine. Use me to be of greatest service. And I've written seven books and my third one is coming out at the end of March. And I will continue. I will continue to allow God to use me as a that service, and uh, and and I'm a writer, and I own it, and therefore the uh, universe brings me opportunities and connections like this radio program to foster and get the word out about my writing. Anybody can do this, Jess, Jesse, anybody can do this, but we, we have to realize that that we are here. I, you, I mean, I, I've often said this in my practice as well. I believe we're here for two reasons, uh, and we incarnate that. The first is to experience the duality of love and find love in a place where it so, it, it so often does not exist and find our way back to the love of self within ourselves and to bring forth that seed that God has planted in us through our gifts, our abilities, and our talents to serve the divine within and then to go out and share that with the planet. And once we do that, we feel a very integral puzzle piece of the planet and and everybody we serve ourselves and then the planet gets served and we keep we keep bringing opportunities and connections to ourselves to serve and this passion inside of ourselves
3: and and these are really big points that you're talking about um on here, Candy, because so many people, too, they think, oh, I don't know how to serve, and they start placing all these conditions on things. And one thing I've really learned is just, man, has it slammed home in the last year. You know, it's not that I didn't know it on levels before, but, you know, the happiness, the being, the life, the sharing, the gift is not reliant on anything else other than accepting that and being that. And so it's not reliant on when you have enough money. And I I find that so many people, that's where they put their focus is on the money. I've got to get money. I've got to get money to do this. And they, they get in that panic spiral instead of stepping back and going, okay, I surrender. Let me share from the space I'm in. Let me be happy anyways. Let me... You know, my happiness is not contingent on all of these things. And as I step into that and I just say, okay, I'm going to be my soul self.
2: I'm
3: going to be that. And even if that's what it is, you know, even if you maybe you're, somebody isn't a writer, an author, or whatever, uh, a healer, Reiki practitioner, or whatever out there but they can still be themselves. They can still radiate that light and share themselves yeah. with the world. And that doesn't yeah. have to be some big, epic escapade that takes, you know, mega hours a week
4: or anything. That just is existing. Yeah. And and, we, and they don't understand that just by being, you're fulfilling um, such a wonderful, wonderful puzzle please the planet you know I'm going to read you um, a little paragraph that is one of my favorite 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 paragraphs in one true home Um, and it brings tears to my eyes if only you could see yourself as God sees you you are one of his children and he watches over you and protects you more than you can possibly imagine Hold this knowing of his profound love deep in your heart every second of the day. Feel his love surrounding you as if a great pink cloud enveloping you. In being blessed with the gift of free will and free choice, you have the power to choose love in all of your decisions. By choosing love, you acknowledge your own divinity and your holy light inside. Know with all your beings that you are loved and held close to God's heart in every second and so it is
3: really really powerful and again I just feel like that is it's, it's such a big message for people to get because the world around us will change when we step into that space um,
1: yeah
3: yeah it's not about into that space when it changes it's
4: about it will change when we step into that space when we che- step into that and hold that change and there's so much lunacy that is going on in the world today um and might i just say to to your listeners that when when one, when one watches um what is going on in the presidential race when one you know, sees what is uh the horrific things that, you know, people are saying about each other, the discriminatory and the derogatory things. See this as only a symptom. You know, when we're sick and the body wants to get rid of the dis ease in the body, it will create a fever it will create those boils, it will create things in order to get the sickness out of the body. And this is just a symptom of what has been perpetuated on the planet for a very long time, but it was hidden. And because the vibrational frequency and the energies have shifted on the planet and it has arisen, through the darkness must be revealed. And so be in the world and not of it. Watch you know, I'm not saying you know, escape and don't be well informed of what's going on. Watch it, but don't give it any energy. And to see it is merely a symptom because it's got to be acknowledged before it can be released. And so you are aware of what's going on, but you don't allow your own vibrational frequency to be sucked into the mire and the uh, the circus that's going around. Exactly, and I stress that on a lot of the shows
3: that I'm doing on my own now as well, that, yes, it's important to know what they're up to, so to say, but only Mm. enough so that you don't get sucked into it yourself. And, you know, there's so many people, I think, and I think this is part of what's so powerful about the work you're putting out right now, There's so many people that want to remember. There's so many people that want to experience the light. There's so many people that remember the simpler days and less complicated ways, so to say. And, you know, they're just waiting for somebody to shine. And everybody can't wait for everybody to shine (laughs) in the world. No, Exactly. Uh,
4: you know, and, be, the, you, be the change. Be the change that you want to see in the world. You know, it's a, um just to interrupt you for just a second here. I was just—it's very important for people to understand that it's that in the world that we live in, which is always telling you to be like everyone else, follow this fashion trend, or follow this, or you know, buy this because everybody's buying it, or, or whatever this is. It, it's very it, it's very difficult sometimes to stand up and to speak your truth and to be your authentic self. That's why the next book that's coming out, which is called I Am an Angelic Walk-In, which is the sequel to One True Home, it tells the story. It's an autobiographical, my true story, of how Angel Ariel in One True Home When the book opens up, she's a spiritual teacher in service to the divine. And how the etheric council asked her in 2003 to go back and help the world shifting consciousness by holding light for the planet. And um, when she says yes, it's the story of how I contracted with the former soul of Claire Candy Hoff that was in this body and how she walked out and stopped the pain and suffering that she was experiencing, and how I, Angel Ariel, walked into Claire Candy House body in January 11th of 2003, and the miraculous uh, last 12 years, or, the last, uh, or those years afterwards, and the miracles of finding my twin flame and drawing that to myself and our twin flame mission, and all of that. Um, it's not easy. I can. Those listeners out there, it is not easy in this world to stand up and be that shining light, to allow that radiance out inside of you, just to come out. I and you're not doing it to to make others believe. Like I don't, I I don't care if others believe that I'm a in or not. That there's an angel in this body. That's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this to be authentic open, honest, and transparent, and by doing so, I have such clarity and joy in my life that it radiates in everything that I do.
3: And I love that you're bringing this up as well, Candy, because so many people, as you say, have thought that they need to be this, they need to be that, even in the spiritual realm they're being told by so many people, well, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, this is the right way, this is the wrong way. And when we really get down to that divine, it's not that there's a right or a wrong way. And what I've learned through the code work that I've been really focused on uh, over the last year and really focused on bringing out into the world, I should say, um, is that each one of us carries a piece and a quality and an essence of divine spirit within us that we're here to present in the world, that we're here to embrace. And it's not about being everybody else. We need people to be their peace, not somebody else's peace, but their peace, and to let go of wishing you had somebody else's peace because your peace is so magnificent. And the key is to Mm. realize how magnificent
4: your peace is. Yeah. And be that Yeah. And, and and just to be that. Be that and um and people say, Well how can I just be that? And I have often said to to my clients, I said, you know, you know when you're having fun. You know when you're being creative. And so many people stop themselves because they can't figure out how they're gonna make a living out of it. Or how they're and I said, you don't want to make a living. You want to make a life. Make a life. Don't look for making a living. I said, making a living keeps you small. I said, making a life is just filled with different experiences and open up to the to the immense possibilities and the limitless possibilities that, you know, you can co-create in your life. So, um, you know, don't stop yourself from being creative because it's in that, that creativity. And then some people say, well, I don't write and I don't paint and I don't, you know, do things in the arts. You know, you might, you might have come back to um, put your passion into rescuing animals, to saving the rainforest. And I must mention here particularly the indigo adults between the ages of most of them, about 75, 80% of the planet, the indigos were born um, between certain dates, and they're between 19 and 40. They are changing the world because they are not held back by money or circumstances. They see a need, and they do a Kickstarter, or they just go out and get the connections, and they make things happen. They're cleaning up the oceans. They're they're cleaning up the rainforest. It's amazing what these young adults are doing. I'm not saying that it's not amazing what what you know the older generation beyond the indigos, the baby boomers are doing, but uh, they're not held by money, they're not held by circumstances, and they are just they have they're wired quite differently, and because of their their higher higher dimensional frequency, um, so but anybody can do this. You know, what is your passion? You know, take time to think, what is it that, that when I do it, I lose all track of time, and I would do it even though somebody wasn't paying me. That's writing for me. I never wrote any of my books for fame or success or money. I did it because it gives me joy. And that's that's the bottom line. And and that joy is so powerful, as
3: you say, and, and every time, you know, it wraps around to what we were saying earlier, every time people go, but I have to make a living. Every time you say that, what you're doing is you're focusing on earthly things, worldly things, material things, and that's not going to get you where you want to go. And it's very uh-huh. hard to shift that mindset around because I know I have been there And I have been in that, oh, my God, if I hear one more person (laughs) tell me, you know, not to worry about how to make my my payments every month. (laughs) Um, But this this journey is so truly amazing. And as you say, these these kids are coming in. And, of course, we've got the start of the rainbows coming in now. And they're Mm. amazing. I just. love them every time I come across them they just light up around me and it's really exciting and I light up around them because they are so in tune with that love vibration they're so in tune with the ethics and the and the you know the the what I want to say the the morals or whatever you want to say the ethical aspects of things and they aren't going to tolerate this materialistic, View. I mean, these kids, even at two or three that I'm seeing, are really outspoken. And they're really like, no, that's not right. That is not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And not, not that they're coming across with a judgment of, you know, right or wrong path. But they don't accept skirting the system, so to say. You know, they don't accept. Anything but operating under divine principles. It seems like, yes. um, mm-hmm. and that's the observation I've made. Uh, I mean, yes. I've I've watched these kids in the stores, and and they'll turn around to their parents and they'll say, "That was not nice of you. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> that was not loving. That was not that was not God." You know, and it's very interesting to watch them because they are man. So the people that think they're going to just skirt away
2: <laughs>
3: and not get into the space, think again. You better. You might want to get there by your own choice instead of these kids coming in because they're going to come in and they're going to kick us all into
2: gear.
4: <laughs> I think <laughs> absolutely. You know, and we see it. We see it in so many of these um, very, very young children. You know, I th- I think about well, she's a, she's a teenager, maybe 18 years old. But when Jackie Ivanko started singing in that operatic voice when she was four years of age, so many of those uh, rainbow children, you know, they come in with no karma. They come in knowing who they are, and they're prodigies, you know. Uh, and they just they just shine. They shine. They speak their mind, um, and they're not held back by any convention um on the planet um and it's so refreshing to see that and uh, so often by our children will be we'll be taught well and and I agree and I know that
3: I'm a I'm a scout uh, if you want to say that I'm one of the rainbow scouts uh here to help you know give them a a, a touching ground mm. <laughs> uh as they're as they're incarnating, but you know they don't, don't really need a lot of help. They just need that familiarity in a sense um, that's there. Yeah. So share with us a little bit. I I mean I, I know I could talk with you forever, and we could go on and on forever. <laughs> but share with us a little bit about you know what what happens when we die. You know what really
4: is this veil of forgetfulness you know um, okay. the I reason, know that there's a lot of yeah. Yeah. The, 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 re, um, the reason the veil of forgetfulness is in place for many of us who have not shifted our vibrational frequency to be living in, in that high dimension heaven on earth fifth, fifth dimension is because uh, we need to be veiled in order to learn our lessons it's like a double blind study you know We need not to know that, hey, I went through this when I was, you know, a princess in Egypt, and therefore I'll make different decisions. I, you know, or, you know, we need to come in completely veiled so that we will uh, uh, sometimes be challenged so dramatically that all we'll have to rely on, and I know you can attest to this, is our faith in ourselves. And our faith in God, when we're driven so low um and then to trust to have hope and faith I mean these are three things that are that are so important for us to remember and and if we were not veiled, then we would never rely on those you know uh it's like it's like kind of knowing the answers for an exam already, and so that's why. That's why we're veiled when we when we do come in um when we're on the way out um m- when we when we're about to cross over, nobody crosses over without having a guide, especially especially when um uh when they're not aware of what's on, you know uh, what's across the veil you know so uh, many times when, you know, people are in hospital beds and they're about to cross over, you see them looking somewhere or at something or maybe dementia patients are reacting to somebody. And I talk about this in, in the book, you know, um, when they're about to cross over, when they see somebody who comes and takes them as they go into the tunnel and they cross over to the uh, to the other side. Um, if you're not aware of where you're going when you cross over the veil, um, many times, many, many times, um, and I talk about this in my first book, which is called Angels of Faith, which is in the guise of a children's book, but many times we, we, the first thing that we see is our deceased relatives. We see people from um, previous incarnations who are there to welcome us back. Um, first, when I uh, had my uh, 2 near death experiences, well, the former soldier when she was five and um, only 15 when she drowned, um, I saw my grandparents, and they were not dead. I saw my my um, pets that had crossed over, and they were very much alive. Um, and, it, you know, you suddenly say, well, uh, I'm in a different place, uh, but and here are these people, and they're very much alive. And so it gives you an understanding of you continue to exist without your physical form. The next thing that will happen is that everyone must go through their life's review. And when you review your life, it, it, it somehow looks like a holographic flip book in which you're born, and then from the minute you cross over, you review your life, and there is no judgment across the veil. It's just for you to see how you went in your life. There's no good or bad. There's no right or wrong. All there is is just you reviewing your life. But the the really important thing about the life review is that every time you were kind and you were sweet and you were loving to somebody else, you feel how they felt as a result of that. But every time you were hate, hateful or or deceitful or or blaming or judgmental, you will feel what that other person feels like as a result of your actions. And then the third thing is going to the Hall of Akashic Records, the Hall of Wisdom, and standing before the Athera Council and going over your contract in your Book of Life to see how you went, you know, depending whether you learned your lessons or, you know, didn't learn them, and just to discuss. It's kind of like a debriefing before you then take up residence in heaven, if you want to call it, or across the veil. And and no, you don't get a harp and you don't get a, get a halo and just float around up there um, because there are different levels that people can be of creative service. You know, they can write music and channel it down to people on the earth plane. They can invent things um mine what my role as Angel Ariel was um as a spiritual teacher to help those people who crossed the veil and still wanted to go to spiritual school to understand the choices that they made and why their lives turned out the way that they did. Um so there's there's many um uh, instances, you know, and, and things that you can do across the veil. Um, and you don't have to come back for another physical incarnation if you don't want to. So um, it's uh, this is the journey that everybody gets to take, Jess, Jesse. And it's um, and somewhere in there, either you will or you won't see your uh, relatives that have crossed over and friends. But um, everyone goes through that life's review, even if you don't remember it. And everyone would stand with their counsel Council to just sign off on their contract in their Book of Life. And uh, and that's what's awaiting across the veil. If you think you're going to die when you cross over from the physical, boy, are you going to be disappointed?
3: You know, it's it's very interesting listening to you talk because you're one of the few people that I know of that that uh, lets people know that you don't have to come back if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that's a that's a really great piece for people and the way that you're describing a lot of this passing over process you know it it brings i would imagine a lot of comfort for people and puts it in a perspective that's maybe a little more tangible for people to grasp um, mm-hmm. because it's almost like when somebody's left this earth, you know, helping people understand that they're still alive and they're still existing. We're just not seeing them on this earth. You know, they've just kind right. of dropped the shield, so to say, and it's not really any different than if somebody picks up and they go to another part of the world and you don't see them for a period mm-hmm. of time.
4: And then at some right. point you
3: reunite,
4: perhaps. Yeah. Um, And I was also going to say that the reason we don't take it so seriously, well, we take it seriously, but the reason we we treat it more like a game when we choose the circumstances of our lives, uh, we choose the era, we choose our gender, you know, we choose our sexuality, whatever that is on the other side, is because it's very difficult to believe that an 80 to 100-year life on the earth plane, in the physical field of matter, is a mere two or three weeks across the veil. Because there's no time. It's a time of no time. So, when they say, oh, okay, see you soon, they really mean I'll see you soon. It's a blip. It's just (laughs) a blip. That's it. And so, you know, it's like, oh, I really want to be a spiritual warrior when I go back. You know, I want to have a great deal of struggle and challenges to triumph over. I mean, who in their blessed mind would choose to be a slave as a young girl and be abused and to go, go across that horrific middle passage um, in, you know, in a slave ship, you know, with like crammed in there with like 400, 500 other people. Um, but I chose that, and I grew so much because of that experience and um and you know and and in heaven's time it really wasn't that long and you know and and
3: and this just keeps reinforcing that you know what we perceive as suffering in the human realm isn't suffering a lot of times as far as our soul is concerned, and, and you bring up a really good point. You talk about the review that happens on the other side, and I'm familiar with this process as well. Um, I've done a lot of journeying between planes and things like that and, and through the veil and communicating with people on the other side of the veil. And and I love that you're you're... Bringing home the aspect that this is not about judgment, because it's one of the big things I've tried to stress in my work with compassion—that the divine mm-hmm. or God or angels, they do not judge us. It, there is no judgment. It is yeah. simply a review. Let's sit down and have a conversation about
4: this experience that you have had. Yeah, yeah. You know was this. There's just acceptance and, um, you know, very young souls, because actually the epilogue, uh, the former soul who was in the body of Claire Candy, as Angel Ariel is in the body of Claire Candy now, um, she wanted to write an epilogue, Uh, she's still across the veil, she wanted to write an epilogue for the book, and she recalls how she stood in front of the Asherah Council and she started off by validating her life. You know, I was a really good mother and I was a really good wife and and I, I did this and I did that. And, and afterwards, the etheric council just looked at her and said, if you're waiting, beloved one, for validation, you're going to be waiting for eternity. We are not here to validate your life. We are here to acknowledge the life that you led and to listen, and and that's it, you know. Uh, you know, you had certain lessons, the choices and the decisions that you made colored and created this magnificent portrait of your life. But we're not here to validate you. We're not here to say that it was right or wrong or good or bad. We are just a mere sounding board for your choices that you made, and that's that's it. So um, that. Just knowing that, if somebody knows that and really takes that to their heart, it it lessens the burden that they're carrying, that they'll be judged when they go over on the other side. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just love that you
3: bring that up about validation because so many people in this world live by validation. Am I good enough? Mm -hmm. And this is a huge pattern that people deal with. Am I good enough? Am I worthy of this? Am I this? Am I that? There is no worrying about whether you're worthy when it comes to divine energy, when it comes to God, when it comes to this angelic grouping of energy. Um, you know, there there is no need there to get validation from outside because you already know it inside. You know when yeah. when it's on track, when you're coming from the heart, you know it and and there's no mistaking, and you're not worried about whether this is good enough or what what's happening over here you know you're you're sitting back and you're able to say, "Man." This has been an amazing journey, and no matter what I've been through, I don't feel like I've suffered. <laughs> and no, and <laughs> even though I have this small amount of stuff in my life, you know, everything I own fits into a, a 24 square foot space, which is my vehicle, <laughs> you know what? And I feel like I have more than I need.
1: <laughs>
4: um, <laughs> and it's, it, yeah, it's amazing. Jesse, have you written, have you journaled, have you written the book about your experiences?
3: Oh, it, I'm sure that it's it's going to come, and I think that it's going to come because I always promised that I would um, write about the cat that I rescued, and um, and probably do two books: a children's book and a more then thought-provoking, um, spirit-filled book for adults. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. in in living based around that because it was her that really triggered a lot of my ability to move through this time and this space. Um, Yeah. You know, I still had her when I met you in person, but she passed Mm -hmm. on last May um, from kidney failure. We Mm. communicate daily. She's constantly with me. You know, I come out, I see her there bouncing around in the vehicle or, you know, she still snuggles up with me at night. I mean, it's, you know, she's still there and alive and present, as you say. Yeah, um, yeah. And and it's incredible, but, it, you know, it was so much of her that taught me to get in these spaces. So I think that these journeys will be a part <laughs> of that, and I plan to be sharing a lot more of this and seeking engagement with yeah. people on them. Um, and and it's part of my focus as I move forward with touring. Yeah. I'm regrouping now, but as I move forward with touring, I want to offer more and more that is just completely free for people to attend and come and get inspired.
4: Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's it. Um, the way the way you live, if you you know, people are striving for spirituality. They're try, striving to be enlightened. You know. If we can, if we can just live from that point an inspired life on our own, I mean that's uh, that that uh, connects us with that divine inside of us, and we can't help but then live a spiritual life. It's a, just a natural flow on effect from there, and then, then you yes. know it that doesn't have to do with. Attending workshops or getting certification, or or having a guru, or a, or a, you know, or some or, or a teacher or something like that that you follow, it's that following the divine inside of you, and and coming from that inspired place, and that is that brings uh, the spirituality out in you that's already in there.
3: Absolutely, and and I think that that is such a big thing that people want to keep in mind. This is already in us. Everything that we need is in us, and it really isn't out there (laughs) per se. And the processes just allow us to get connected and to unfold that. Candy, I really would love to, and I'm hoping this person is, is still open to this, and I'm sure that she is, I would love to open the phone line to a caller um, that has been listening in throughout the whole show. And this caller is somebody who um, purchased your book. And um, I had a chance, like I said, to talk with her a little bit. So I'm going to open up and bring Karen on the air. And um, Karen, welcome on the air because you purchased Candy's book. And you've had some personal experiences that I've, thought maybe you would be interested in sharing with <laughs> the listeners Aww. what you've gotten.
5: Thank you so much. Wow. Hi, First guys. of all, what a blessing. Hi, Candy. Your book was so timely, and I feel so very blessed that I was able to, I was actually led to this show, and the more the show has unfolded, it's just every every cell of my body is just yelling, yes, yes.
2: <laughs>
5: i uh i i was first led because I have sought your book and at new year's eve um I got a message that my little brother um decided to leave i, I think it was an accident but um he he uh succeeded in uh, a very dramatic move of um shooting himself and, um, oh. and i think he was being dramatic i i truly believe that it was um an accident and mm-hmm. um it's the second little brother I've had that has left um from a broken heart and yeah. um your book helped me realize that um he was there. Uh he's here and yeah. um I I just I'm noticing instead of being which I was for a couple of weeks it really shook up my foundation and um you know and brought up a lot of things uh guilt everything for not being there for him to the point where i realized that it again um broke open more of what i have inside of me to heal um mm-hmm. and uh and things you know that sometimes we need to learn um and reminders of where we may have in asleep and where we need to um pay more attention
4: yeah yeah it's um, it uh, first of all thank you very much for those, those those lovely words about the book it it touches people's hearts and it gets them to, to understand that we also um need to need to understand that. We each choose when we want to exit our contract. You know, uh, a lot of people say he, uh, he died too early or she passed away too early. Um, and when you're on the other side, there is no early or late. You contract when you want to come back and you contract when you want to exit. There are other, and if, the, if life gets too hard, there are exit points built into that because human life uh, is very, very difficult. At times. Um, and so when you contract to exit, people can't believe that. Why would anybody contract? But the lesson that your little brother has taught you and the people around him, see, we're just not here to serve ourselves. We're here to serve everyone else as well and the divine inside of us. So his death will teach us, you know, sometimes when a person passes what seems to be too early we'd say I'm going to really appreciate life or I'm not going to take anything for granted or if, when it comes to my heart to pick up the phone and speak to somebody or make that trip across the country or whatever, I'm not going to say, oh, well, it's going to be someday because someday may never come. And there's just so many instances of the lessons when somebody passes Uh, There are so many lessons in it From from so many peace people That they've touched on the earth plane So thank you for bringing that up And sharing that with us
5: I think it breaks us open to love again Um, Because I've always Just with the amount of people That I've lost in my life um, It has taught me to step back And realize that In those moments Is when we're all reminded To appreciate, to be grateful, to love And Mm -hmm. um, it's 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 beautiful to watch And it was a good reminder I It's funny because we go through our lives And we get all these little um, Synchronicities And one was yeah. 30 years ago When my life seemed to be Falling apart um, I had moved across the country with My three little boys Only to have my marriage split up It was a very abusive marriage To a beautiful soul that had a lot of lessons To learn And how I all of a sudden was forced to wake up and um I prayed very deeply from, you know, the bottom of my soul. I had no I had no job, I had no family, I had what I thought was no support system and at that point I had no voice. And when I prayed it was like within a three week period when you described how all of a sudden the doors flew open. Um <laughs> I was on radio, T V all on an idea that ended up propelling me thirty years into um the future, doing a job that I absolutely loved giving of my my spirit of my gifts and talents I didn't know I had, and the door all opened and lately I've been feeling um i didn't it was a beautiful reminder because I have felt that um answer and um needing to find my way back to that answer and know that it isn't about struggle, it isn't hard, I shouldn't have to try. Just going deep into your heart, um, praying. I handed it over when there seemed like there was no hope, um, my my whole life broke
4: open. It was beautiful. Isn't that lovely. Yeah. And when we and, and Jesse just experienced this as well. I mean, when we let go uh, you know, God and the angels know how to direct us. They they have no other agenda but but you know, to uh to help us, to help us with our lives and to to bring us signs and when we stop pushing and forcing and controlling and we allow the miracles of of that God source and angels to direct our lives the miracles that happen are just extraordinary. You know, um, after I had my walking experience in January 11th, 2003, I must tell you, when I stood before, I never wanted to come back. I was over with this lunacy of a planet. <laughs> I said, "No, no." And the Etheric Council said to me, "Well, we need as many able-bodied, you know, light workers and people to hold the um, the, the vibrational frequency high for the planet." And I looked at them, and I, I really didn't want to go back, but I said, I'll go back on one proviso. I'll go back if I can have my twin flame. And um, and they put their heads together and said yes. And within nine months, um, I, it was at a come-as-your-favorite rock star party I was invited to. I went to Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac, and the only Elvis in the party stepped in at... Uh, Um, about half an hour after I arrived, and five days later he asked to marry me. And he actually wanted to ask me after three days, but he thought he would wait for five, which I think is a bit funny. Um, and, uh, And, you know, this is because I held this intention in my heart, you know, and for no other reason that, you know, I wasn't going to live this incarnation without that love being the priority in my life um and this is just an example of what anybody really truly can do um when they put that emphasis on you know <laughs> what they want in their life and how and how they want to live their lives from from that beautiful intention i'm so so very glad the book that uh, that has touched your life um and uh and you know you know that your brother is around you you know this he just doesn't have a physical body
5: Yes, um, yeah, I find yeah. that my world is, it's it's beautiful My mom leaves me dimes I meet a Patricia every day at work Which reminds me of her um, <laughs> Mikey comes in so many different ways And I mean, it's obviously beautiful Just um, paying attention to the signs uh, it's, yeah. yeah, It's and that's what I've learned on my journey Is just when I get out yeah. of my head and go into my heart and you know, and remind us when we're led to different people, different shows. It's it's ironic you said that about Stevie Nicks because when my baby girl was only about two, she saw Stevie Nicks on TV and thought it was me. And one <laughs> night in a dream, Elvis actually came to me, and I danced. I couldn't talk for three days because it was he stepped into my dream, and you could see the feet of his entourage, and he put his hand out. And we danced cheek to cheek, and I kept, like, thinking somebody was going to wake me up. And, you know, he actually was dancing, and he didn't rush to dance. And when it was time to go, you know, he just gently walked away. And I I just, the reference, the synchronicity of that was absolutely beautiful. Because those are two really strong memories in my life. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I had here. to mention I'm- it because it's just. The whole show has been like that with the both of you ladies. It's just like, oh, yes, oh, that's cool. <laughs> the remembering, the sparkle
3: of
2: the well, remembering
5: is beautiful. And Thank everything
3: you. that you're sharing, Karen, is so important as well because um, we are in a time where there are many, many souls leaving right now. And mm-hmm. to live in any other space than our divine self, um, you know, is... is i don't know to me not where we would want to be um and i yeah. say that because we're we're in a year particularly this year where there are going to be a lot of strange incidents surrounding people leaving the earth and yeah. and we've seen already this year of a massive amount of people leaving the earth and so um definitely holding holding these lights and just realizing yes they will come through and speak to us through other people in our everyday lives um, along the way, but I want to thank you so much for calling in, Karen, and sharing you. your experiences with Candy's book and and what it's meant for you.
5: And I'm excited thank to you, explore your world too. Love you both. Thank you. God bless. <laughs>
4: thank you so much, Karen. God bless you. Take care. Bye bye. And
3: Candy, we're we're kind of winding down and we don't have a lot of time. So I wanna just give you a couple of minutes here to bring in and just remind everybody um what we've been talking about today, your book, One True Home Behind the Veil of Um Forgetfulness, and also mm-hmm. the next book that's coming out next month. Reinforce with them where they can connect with you, how they can connect with you, um, all okay. of that great information, anything you have coming
4: up. Excellent. Um, uh, My business is Angel Healing House, and that's at angelhealinghouse.com. There you'll find information about intuitive counseling, Reiki sessions, not only in my Los Angeles office, but also I do nationally and internationally over Skype and phone. And with the Reiki, I lift pain off people's bodies, bring them back to emotional wellness uh, through the energy work of Reiki. Um, my Angel Healing House radio program is every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. And if I don't have guests, as Jesse does, I, um, I, it is solely a platform for the first half an hour to bring forth a channel, topic and messages um, and insights from my angelic family who um, what I am a part of they are called the patriot of Angels and then the next half an hour people call in from all over the world um, to get um, angel messages and angel readings um, and uh, The books that I have um, the first channel book with angels of faith um, It is based on the two near-death experiences the former soul when she had when she was five and old when she drowned when she was 15 and it is it aligns us with our divine eternal nature. Of course, One True Home was published last year, Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness, which takes one on in a journey of remembrance and how they realize that we do not die and that we are divine and eternal and and it gives you a glimpse into what you have to look forward to when you start residing in that Heaven, One True Home, paradiso, Shambhala, whatever you want to call that. Um, but it also shows how you can create a heaven and earth existence for yourself while you're in physical form. And then I am so excited to bring out my next book, which is a sequel to One True Home Behind the Yellow Forgetfulness, which is a true autobiographical journey of my life as Angel Ariel who walked in to Claire Candy House party on January 11th, 2003, and it's called I Am an Angelic Walk-in. Um and all of the books can be bought on my website again, www.angelhealinghouse.com. Um you can always contact me at, at Angel Healing House at 831-277-3716. Again, that number is 831-277- Three seven one six, or you can email me at candy c a n d y at angelhealinghouse dot com, or you can buy the books on Amazon. Um, they're all available on Amazon. So um, that just uh, that, that just pretty encapsulates all the things that, and, and people can you know call me up for more information.
3: Wonderful, and you know it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show again, Candy, and. And, you know, usually I bring in little tidbits about how things code. And I want to just mention to people that you are coded as a channeler. Um, You Mm. are coded as somebody who is a channel and an angelic channel. Um, and, Mm. And this is just part of your natural innate coding that I have looked at with you. And we've been talking a lot about the veil today. And the veil actually... The code of of veil is about success. So when we talk about mm-hmm. the veil, the veil is there to help us achieve our own personal, spiritual and divine success, so to say, um, through this, this yeah, life and through living.
4: I I just posted, um, and I have about twenty twenty five YouTube videos that I've made on on wonderful topics. That myself and the posse of angels have brought forth, but the last one I posted was, "You are famous. You are a success." And when the angels, when people ask to be a success, the first thing that the angels do is they laugh, because you're already a success. You're already, you're already the most successful at being you. Which you are we, you are such a unique and special vibrational frequency that there is no match out of the trillions and zillions of souls in any space, time and dimension. You are successful at being you and bringing your gifts and talents and your passions and your creativity out, so they actually laugh when people ask to be successful because a measure of success is so different per perceived and perception from so many different people, if you set out to just be yourself, take inspired action to your life, create what I say at the end of my radio program is to go out and fashion a beautiful life for yourself, then then the universe will pour in opportunities and connections for you to have more possibilities of just being yourself and shine your radiant light forth on the planet.
3: Perfect way to wrap up and to
4: summarize
3: what we've been talking about and to leave our listeners with a final kind of closing thought in there with that. So, again, thank you so much, Candy, for sharing your time with us today, coming back with us, and sharing the work that is now coming out for you. And I'm sure that there's a lot more that's going to be coming from you as well
4: (laughs) along the way. Yes, there will. Thank you, Jess, for all the light that you're sharing and shining on our on our beloved planet and uh, and you are doing such a wonderful job. And 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 if you do get down at those times, they want you to take your right hand, lift it in the air, turn your palm to the back and give yourself a pat on the back.
3: <laughs> I I think I've done that several times along the way here. <laughs> I'm so, so glad. All right. Yeah. Thank you. And next week I will be sharing the codes of strange weather and natural disasters. What are they telling us? How are they sharing universal messages to guide us? My books on relationships as well as my books on compassion um, are all out and available. You can find them on my website. Matter of fact, for a few more days, you can still get hold of the ebook version of You Me Like Dreams and its companion workbook, which is my book on relationships for only $1.99 each. So you can hop right over to my website where you can catch everything that I offer from monthly videos, which I just put one out uh, within the last week, about a week ago on there, um, to check out and archive shows and video tips and all kinds of great stuff that, that is there. And you can do that through my website, jesseannnicholsgeorge, the com. And also, if you want to get your hands on um embraced by the divine which i'm a co-collaborator on that uh, is a uh, what is it a number one bestseller <laughs> internationally in several different countries and you can find out all of the information on that by hopping over to embracedbythedivine.com. by the and i have a really cool thing that i'm being a part of that's coming up here in march Uh, just in a few short weeks, which you can follow through my website or through my Facebook pages and stuff, which is called the Awaken to Happiness Now tele-seminar. And uh, if you enroll in that, you'll actually be able to get like a whole bunch of different speakers and people, and they have all kinds of great um, things for you to take advantage of that people have offered up um, for you to, to get as a part of being a part of that. So, um, definitely might want to check that out and, and see what's happening. Like I said, I'll be coming up on that in March, and that's uh, with Shafali Burns. Um, so very, very exciting to, to be a part of that. And that will give you a great chance to kind of listen into some of the work that I'm doing with Codes as well. Also, don't forget that we do have several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the week. Um, on going, of course, we have Susan Weed. Right now she's doing natural antibiotics. And her show is based on herbs and natural plants and how to use them um, for ourselves, uh, healing medicinally, uh, things like that. And she is just an ex- expert um, resource in that field and very well noted in that field. And her show is very short. It's only a half hour, so it's very easy to listen to and to catch. It's on Tuesday nights. Janice um, has been doing her own show as well coming on Um Reflections and Rhythms, so she's doing that periodically. Of course, we do have the Main Street Universe show, and then we have Darren Boucaire from uh, Madame Laveau in New Orleans who pops in and out and does readings from time to time. And then we've got Kevin Baird uh, with his work in New Companion that does something every now and then, uh, updating us on that. And, of course, right here on Fridays, we have Code Connection and boy, are we delving into some interesting things this year, and really opening some great doors for personal exploration. This is Jesse Ann Nichols George, and I want to thank you so much for being here today. And thanks to all of our listeners, not only on Talk, but those that are streaming live on Penn, known as Parent Encounters Network, Streamfinder, and TalkStream Live, and those catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those catching the YouTube version of the show. I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we go more into code connection. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. We got a lot of great information, really interesting. You're going to want to share it. It's available at the same link in our archive. And I'm going to be leaving you with the song Over. And over, also known as yearning for, it's by Shimshai, and you can catch up with all the great work that they're doing because they've been putting out a lot of wonderful music and and events and things happening all around the world um, at www.shimshai.com. That's S H I M S H A I dot com. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And have a truly amazing week. And if
1: I could see what makes me blind I would soar to the edge of my mind And to touch what seems unreal Just to show you the way that I feel And we are in time with time One with a season of change inside and we are in tune with the two. God in a balance of sun and moon. Off to the edge of the eternity. Whispering grace that you can't keep it. No turning back now. This time we we'll reveal it. Once you are we'll discover the essence within the most beautiful lover Time is still turning, the love is still burning. Deep in your spirit, your heart still.